All right, everybody, welcome back to the Agents of Comic Book Podcast. My name is Paul. And I'm Eric. That's right, and we're back here doing the uh, the second week of our uh, Justice League stuff. Uh, last week we uh, jumped into it so that way we could talk about uh, Grant Morrison's JLA and then also the, uh, the Snyder Cut had come out around that time. Yep. Uh, we're past that. We got all four hours done in one week, so we're done with that. <laughs> putting, <laughs> it was a haul. Putting that Snyder stuff behind us for a bit. Yeah. Uh, we're continuing the, uh, the Morrison stuff. You've seen uh, the big push for the Ayer cut, right? Oh, God. We knew that was coming. Uh, apparently, David Ayer now has come out and been like, yeah, like, I made a great movie, like, and they butchered it. Yeah. Like, uh, okay, bud. <laughs> I, bet. I bet you had great stuff planned oh, for no, that Leto no, the, Joker. The quote was that it scared, he said it scared the executives. It was too scary, he said. Uh, I don't, it probably wasn't too scary. It was probably too <laughs> yikesy. <laughs> right. Probably scared him into like, this is horrible. <laughs> we can't show people this. <laughs> <laughs> this is so awful, it's scary. Oh, they're afraid. They think modern audiences <laughs> can't handle my edge. I mean, although I, it probably would have been better than a, a freaking trailer company doing it. Yeah, so but I'll give him that, but I can't see It does see seem like it. the trailer company did their best to take out as many Jared Leto parts as they could. <laughs> so maybe Those they, are the parts that made it truly scary. <laughs> that's the thing. Maybe they had a bunch of footage and they were like, all we can make out of this is a trailer. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's really it. Uh, but yeah, but we are going to be continuing the Grant Morrison JLA book. Uh, that's the main reason why we're still talking about Justice League, because we want oh, yeah. to get a little bit farther in this. Yep. Um, which I am glad for, because the stories that we have uh, that we covered today are pretty dope. Yeah, there are some great ones. And relevant to what we're ju- we were just talking about, Suicide Squad. Squad, at least yeah. the new one. Yeah, yeah, for uh, sure. Because the James Gunn Suicide Squad is going to have Starro in it. Yep. And we got a little Starro action in here. Yeah, it's awesome. So when I saw that, I was like, hey, what do you know? Yeah, like the day that that trailer came out, I like read that issue and I was like, oh shit. Hey, look at this. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we're going to be continuing that book today. We skipped ahead a little bit uh, uh, over to issue number 22 of the run just because uh guest writer took over. There was yeah, Mark Wade to come in. Mark Wade and Mark Miller. Or, no, that was Yeah, after Mark this. Miller comes after you. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to be skipping those and just reading through the Morrison stuff. And then after that, we're going to, we, we since the premise of this show is that we cover a comic book and an adaptation, we kind of just picked one that's uh, pretty much random. There's the Justice League show, which has tons of, of stuff. Yeah, um, we weren't about to watch the Whedon cut. Yeah, we weren't uh, going to do that to ourselves. <laughs> I still <laughs> or, have never seen it, and I'm going to try my whole life to never see it. Because <laughs> the thing with this podcast is, with the adaptation part at least, I like to um, think that some people probably do like watch that. Like, oh, yeah. So that way, if we're going to talk about it, it'll be fresh in their mind. Yeah, for sure. I don't want the, that Whedon cut getting any more hits, <laughs> right. so we're, I'm not going to be responsible I'm for that. I'm sick of this guy. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm not going to be uh, the person who gets uh, Whedon hits on there. Yeah, no. Uh, but what we will be doing is talking about issues 20 through... 20 through? 20 through. 22 through 26. And yeah, the the few episodes we watched from the animated show were actually kind of more relevant to last week. That's why I picked it. But yeah. So yeah, because yeah. I, I was looking to see if there was a Starro thing. Yeah. Um, And Starro appears in the Superman show, but not the Justice League show. Oh, gotcha. And I considered it, but then I was like, nah, that's just yeah. Superman. That's not really what we're doing. So yeah, it's splitting hairs. We'll save that one. So that's why I just picked Darkseid as at least relevant to what we talked about last week. So yeah. yeah. And New Genesis kind of comes up in this. Orion yeah. shows up. So. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of uh, new god stuff. Yep. Uh, yeah, so if you're curious, uh, the episodes we're going to be talking about uh, after the comic book are going to be uh, the first two episodes of season two of the original Justice League cartoon, which is Twilight Part One and Twilight Part Two. If you don't mm-hmm. remember, it's the one with Darkseid and Brainiac, and uh, they capture Superman, all that stuff. Yep. Um, if that rings any bells. Um, and then next week, we are going to do one more week of uh, Grant Morrison Justice League. There's two more arcs left, but one of them's a little shorter. Okay. Um, so we'll be able to finish it out next week. And uh, I don't know, talk about something else, Justice League, maybe more of the show. Maybe if anyone else has a, su- a suggestion, I'm down for that, too. There's got to be, like, something old that's horrible. Like oh, an right. old, like, shitty B-movie Justice League or something. Yeah. There's got to be something like I that. I don't know if there is, though. A Super Friends. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> or, that, or yeah. Oh no, that was Super Friends. Yeah. That's the closest I can think of to like B level. For sure. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'd be down for some Super Friends. <laughs> <laughs> no, we should save Super Friends for if we ever do that Wonder Twins book because that oh, Wonder yeah. Twins book is like unironically really really good. Really? Yeah. No, Actually, no. I think you've told me that before. That's no, yeah. Kinda, Mark, that's pretty funny. Mark Russell's great at taking like cartoon characters and making it like somehow like really politically relevant. Okay. Like, wait, this issue's about private prisons. What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> In the freaking Wonder Twins. Yeah, man. That's, that's hilarious. Because <laughs> he writes it like they're two like aliens visiting Earth. Okay. And they're like, wait, this concept doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. And the humans are like, no, it's totally normal. And they're like, should it be? <laughs> yeah, I don't think it should be. <laughs> uh, so yeah, no, that's really good. I'd like to get to that at some point. Cool. Oh, and soon enough, I think pretty soon here we'll be getting to Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I think oh, we'll yeah. still wait a few more weeks. Yeah. To be honest, I'm behind on it already because I, I haven't I, I watched the first it. episode and I was like, that's fine. Yeah. Like, I, that's not the kind of show where I'm like, yeah, I gotta, oh my God, it's Friday. I know, for yeah. sure, yeah. I haven't even started it. I just haven't had a huge urge to get into it yet. Yeah, I kind of got to that level eventually with WandaVision where I was like, oh, cool, it's it's Friday, I can watch WandaVision. Oh, definitely, yeah. The show, it hasn't gotten me yet. We'll yeah. see. I'm sure it's going to take some time to get into, but yeah, we'll see. Yeah. So hopefully, I don't know, maybe the second episode will be better than the first one. First one wasn't bad. It was just like, okay. Pretty bo- <laughs> boilerplate. Right, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, but we'll get to that as well. There's some other stuff going on too, uh, comic book wise. I'm trying to remember. Um, Suicide Squad is obviously pretty soon. Uh, yeah. that's in August. Is that going to be HBO? Or yep. It? Okay. Yep. So that's uh, that's coming up. Uh, Are there what, Godzilla comics? Yeah, there's a lot that we've talked I was about. Gonna this. Say, yeah, there's it, Godzilla. We kind of blanked on that. We should have done that for Godzilla vs Kong. Oh, I mean, we could do that whenever. Yeah, right. Because that could even be a part of a series. Like, oh, we, for we sure. Could do yeah. all those in a row. Yeah, because I actually still haven't seen uh, the. Godzilla King of Monsters the 2018 one yeah that's yeah. the one I haven't seen either yeah and um, I think that's the one that's loosely connected to uh, Godzilla vs. Kong yeah well a little bit yeah because they uh, have you seen the I know movie there's yet? I know there's some t- uh, turnover characters from the that oh, movie. so you haven't seen Godzilla Kong no, yet oh okay. not yet yeah I watched it last night it was really good hell yeah nice it starts out I, when the movie starts I, I heard just, like the last half hours just fucking non-stop adrenaline oh it's, yeah, it's like the last <laughs> half of the movie is just perfect damn that's awesome because like when, I, when it first started I was like oh, this seems pretty good but there's a lot of scenes with just people yeah and then those all go away oh hell yeah because they finally <laughs> learned that like the the monster titans themselves can carry the movie yeah and this movie kind of makes like king kong the protagonist do they actually because uh, they kind of gave him a personality to an extent in the movie and in Skull oh no 100 percent. Yeah. Okay. so king kong i would argue is like the protagonist of the movie yeah that's kind of what i heard for, a little like, bit it's kind of his story and godzilla is a big part of it gotcha that's cool uh so yeah it works out really well for it so i would love to come back and do that at some point yeah for sure um another idea i kind of want to do even though we kind of just did it was i do want to come back and do more dr afra <laughs> Because honestly I've been, yeah i've been reading that book and it's so fucking good it's even better than the darth vader book I'm really like, i can totally see that yeah it's so fucking good who does that is that it's still, still um, uh it's still gillen oh hell um, yeah dope yeah i think he wrote it for like 40 issues and oh, then shit i don't know if there's a dr afra book ongoing right now okay so i know after that there was another book by uh i can't remember the name of the writer because was that that was gillen's uh character right yeah Did yeah it was an original her? character yeah. right um, but after that, he left the book, and I think, uh, I can't remember the writer's name, I think it's Alyssa Wong, I could be wrong, um, but I think that, that only went for six issues, so I don't know if she has an ongoing book right now, Afro, okay. but should. Yeah, for sure. Or at least, uh, you know, put her in live action. Yeah, something. Um, but yeah, I would love to come back and do that, just because that book is uh, rocking my socks right now. Nice, yeah, I gotta get to that. But without further ado, oh, I do want to call out, uh, it's the second episode, so probably don't need to, but just to be safe, if you want to follow us on Twitter, we yeah. have... 
We are at Agents of Podcast on Twitter. That's where you can tell me what Justice League thing we should watch next week because I have no idea. So if you go on Twitter and tell me what to do, I'll probably just do it. <laughs> yeah, if, if anyone's got some hidden gems for sure. Like literally, if you listen to this podcast right when it comes out, you are probably going to be the first person to tweet at me and I'll look <laughs> at it and go, hell yeah, man. We're doing it. <laughs> you are the decider. Right. So, yeah, you can follow us on there to see what we're doing, uh, to find out when the hell we're doing shit. Because a lot of times we decide at the last second because oh, yeah. uh, ongoing adaptations are still not really a thing. Yeah, it's pretty um, haywire. Pretty pretty sparse so far still, but we're getting there. Yeah, maybe. S- slowly but surely. I haven't gotten my shot yet, but soon. Dude, tomorrow I will be fully vaccinated. Nice. So, it's a start. I- I'm going to put a little stamp on our podcast, vaccinated. <laughs> Half vaccinated. <laughs> I only listen to vaccinated podcasts. Right. You never know. It could transmit through the radio. It has not been disproven yet. <laughs> Crazier things have happened. Without further ado, we're going to get started on the comic book for this week, which is issues 22 through 26 of JLA. Uh, these were written in the late 90s. Um, there's a couple of late 90s references in this one, too, that I noticed just off the bat. Those come up occasionally. Oh, for sure. Um, this one has a cool cameo to open it up. Uh, before we get to that, I'm going to get to the creative team uh, before I am a bad boy who doesn't do this. Uh, the writer, of course, we've mentioned it many, many times on this podcast. Uh, I don't know if anyone's ever heard of a person named Grant Morrison. They write good comics. Yeah, I hate them. <laughs> uh, pencils by Howard Porter, uh, who's been doing the art so far. Uh, inks by John Dell, letters by Kenny Lopez, and colors by Pat Gary. Uh, yep, pretty much the was same it, creative team that was on the... Was this different artist than the first run? Uh, I think there's a different artist for the second arc. I was going to say, because the, the, la- yeah, the last few issues look different. Yeah, this, this Starro Sandman story is still Howard Porter, but gotcha. after that, yeah, it changes. Yeah, it's the, the first couple are definitely very neon still. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yes, yeah, this first one has a cool cameo, um, someone who doesn't show up in ma- the mainline DC continuity a lot, which is uh, Dream from the Sandman book. This book kind of spoils some stuff from the Sandman book. Which I, I was, was going to say. I was reading, it's like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like some really big stuff. Uh, but it's all right. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll still get to it eventually. Right. I was reading it. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> They're just spelling out how that book ended. Oh, no. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like with the Mephisto stuff? Uh, Morpheus. Or Morpheus, yeah. Right, yeah. But yeah, so it starts out, uh, for those who don't know, there's a book called uh, Sandman. It was written in Vertigo, which is DC's like side uh, universe. That's where Saga the Swamp Thing was and yep. Constantine and some other stuff. Uh, Sandman was a book about like these uh, spirits called the Endless, which rule over different, like there's Death, Dream, uh, a whole bunch of other ones that are less famous. Uh, but the main character was... Uh, the uh, Morpheus, the Sandman, who was the responsible for dreams. He was like the god of dreams. So the whole story is about just him going through dreams and doing dream stuff. Yep. So anytime there's a story that involves dreams, it's a cool opportunity to have uh, to have him show up with his glowing eye and just be like, hello. Oh, definitely. Um, yeah, I, like in, even if you haven't read the books, like you know who that is. If right. you have a loose like grasp of comic yeah, I mean, honestly, Dream Lord is all you need to know. Yeah. He rules dreams. It's pretty self-explanatory. Done. <laughs> it's all you need to know. Uh this arc, this first arc, I thought this was really cool because it reminded me of uh, Doom Patrol a little bit. This, yeah, like it's the way it was, the way it started, and you don't really know what's happening right away, and it's from the perspective of a character we haven't met. Yeah, uh, Doom Patrol did that a lot. Yeah, where it would like open from the perspective of like some dude or like just some kid or something. Yep. Um, and then like they're kind of the first ones to realize things are weird. Yeah, things are kind of unfolding. Like it's almost like a POV. Right, yeah, so it's cool, like, this kid's going through, and it's just the narration saying, like, he walks through, and, like, something just doesn't seem right, everything seems a little off, and we see, like, everyone, like, on on every TV is, like, Starro, like, you know, like, DC fans would recognize it immediately, just boom, Starro, Starro. Yeah, there's, like, a church, and, like, the top of the steeple is, like, a star instead of a cross. Yep, and all the police have Starro as their badge. Yep. Um, and, uh... 
he's, he's it's cool. The narration in this was really creepy because he's thinking he's like, no one knows what I'm talking about when I bring this up. This thing like it doesn't even have a name. Like and it says in the narration, he try he's drawing it on a piece yep. of paper, and he says uh, he tries his best to give it a shape, like to draw it on paper. And then this really cool line, he tries to give it a name, and it tries to stop him. Yeah, it's just the giant Ooh. eye. So yeah, so there's something in this world that's kind of controlling everybody. There's one kid who's aware of it, and Starro's like, not today. Yep, it's like the last bastion of hope. Yep, and then all the last thing we see is the kid drawing like a picture of Superman, but the S is gone. So it's just like a generic Superman. Yeah, it's just like a random lines in it because he doesn't quite know what's supposed to go there. Right. Um, and the way it opens is like a Superman just barely wakes up and like Lois is out cold. And when he's flying around, like it looks like all of Metropolis is asleep. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought the way this opened was pretty cool because uh, Superman wakes up and he's like, it took all of my strength to like wake up. Something was trying to pull me asleep. What's going on? Yeah. And looks around and like everyone's asleep. And it's cool because like some of the Justice League members also broke out, like, yeah. including Batman because like. You could, he's built different. Yeah, pretty uh, <laughs> mentally uh, capable. He's he's got uh, he's got dream safeguards. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, so it's cool. Like some of the Justice League are able to like break free of this uh, and kind of just like start to assess the situation and kind of see like why is everyone asleep at once? Yeah, it's usually a pretty alarming thing. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the team is also a little uh, different than where we left off in this book. Um, Diana, or no, I think it's not Diana yet. I think in this first it's arc, her, it's, it's still Hippolyta. Yeah, it is. But Diana comes back for the second arc. Yep. Yeah, um, yeah. Because Hippolyta is like, I can't do this. Like, I'm gonna leave this with my daughter. Like, she I, looks way better in a swimsuit. Yeah, and I was a stand-in. Uh, no one really wanted me here. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then also we have a new member of the team, uh, Zoriel, which uh, we skipped over the arc where he was introduced, at least for talking about it. Yeah. That was issue seven and eight of this run, which is it was a cool story. It was basically Zoriel is like fallen out of heaven, and he's. Uh, Superman has to go and help him like defeat the people who are after him, and Superman ends up like fighting like angels like <laughs> straight up. And there's a really cool scene where Martian Manhunter has to like hold them off until Superman can get there, and like he's just like burning and like dying, and he's like, "I won't let you pass. Like this oh, is my shit. job." And then Superman just puts his hand on his shoulder. He's like, "John, you've done enough." Damn, I'm that's here. awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really really cool. That's sick. Uh, and that's when Zariel joins the team. So he's basically just fallen angel now on the Justice League. Yeah, no, but like li- straight up literal angel though. Yep. Um, like he even mentions like uh, the presence a couple of times, and the presence is basically DC's like uh, creator. It's like the the god character of DC Comics. Well, didn't they uh, Grant Morrison? Didn't they have was it a Green Lantern where like uh, Green Lantern like punched God or some shit? Oh, you're thinking of the Green Lantern book? It was like, it was actually uh, without spoiling too much. It wasn't actually God. <laughs> okay, but that's why Green Lantern was there gotcha. because they were like, "I'm God." <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. So when it opens up, it's like, God, but you're that was under Grant arrest. Morrison. That was Grant Morrison, right? Yeah, it was okay. Grant Morrison's uh, The Green Lantern book, which I think just ended. Gotcha. Um, and now they're writing Superman, which is dope. Hell yeah, I'm so pumped for that. Something called The Authority, which I don't know what it's going to be. Yeah, it's a, it's a nice surprise. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we have a Zoriel, Batman, Superman, and Green Lantern, and the Flash, who are all awake. The uh, King of Dreams shows up. He says his name is Daniel, and he says, call me Sandman. Uh, he kind of shows up and uh, just kind of introduces them to what's going on, tells them there's like a dangerous kind of dream entity, uh, which is uh, he would know about. He tells Batman tells Zoriel to go grab a specific thing out of the uh, Justice League kind of trophy case, like the vault, because mm-hmm. um, Batman has run into Starro before and kind of already just based on the clues and what's happening, kind of already has an idea of who this might be. Yeah. So yeah. he has Zoriel go and grab like the one captured Starro that they had like in their vault. Yep. So that they can try to use that. 
Uh, so Batman like immediately recognizes it, which I thought was pretty cool. Because Zoriel has never seen this before. So he picks up the jar and he's like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah, from the underside when Batman's like dissecting it, it looks gross. Yeah, it should be. It's a fucking gross little squiddy. Yeah, it's like a, a starfish, starfish yeah. squid like face hugger. Uh, and so the plan here is to send uh, Wonder Woman, uh, Hippolyta, Superman, and uh, Green Lantern into uh, this dream to kind of help free everybody. Um, and he, Morpheus, or not Morpheus, sorry, Daniel Stevens says, uh, uh, that, you know, Superman, we especially need you there. Like, like, wh- and wh- whoever else you want to bring, like, we got to go. Uh, meanwhile, uh, everyone else is going to stay on the surface and kind of try to handle things there. Uh, there's a really cool panel where they first get in the dream world and they, they kind of look around and Superman's like, wait, down here, we don't have our powers. Like, why would you bring us? Like, we're not going to be helpful. Yeah. And then Morpheus without e- even like explaining, it just kind of goes to the kid who had woken Daniel. up. Um, you said Morpheus. Oh, I keep doing it. <laughs> it's not Morpheus. Yeah, yeah. Daniel. Um, Morpheus is fine. Yeah, he's fine. <laughs> he's totally fine. I'm going to totally forget about that. <laughs> he's on the farm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the uh, the Sandman shows up. And, uh, this just kid, the Sandman. Just <laughs> shows up. Oh, there's one cool reference that I liked in there where Hippolyta, one of the older members of the Justice League, looks at him and goes, you're not the Sandman I remember, oh. which is a reference to the JSA Sandman with the gas mask. I don't know if we've read about him yet. But I don't he, think he, so. he was like an old old school DC character with a gas mask who would like spray people with sand and like put so them to like sleep. So like a steampunk Sandman? Like a little bit, I guess. That sounds kind of cool. Yeah, he's not a character that's used a lot anymore. Okay. Uh, but it's cool because uh, Sandman goes to this kid and he's like, uh, it, which they call Starro throughout this whole run, it. Yeah. Uh, it's not the absolute ruler of this of this uh, country, Michael. And it holds up this uh, the piece of paper that the kid drew, except now the symbol kind of starts to glow with the S, the Superman S. Yeah. And it's even like glowing off the page and kind of like shooting sparks. It looks really cool. Yeah, it's awesome. And uh, the narration says it's telling him something he's known his whole life. Believe and you will be saved. I'm like, that's a cool fucking Superman moment right there. Oh, yeah. Just fucking the idea of Superman will draw you out of this. I like that a lot. Yeah, I've just got to have the belief. Yep. <laughs> His parents, with the Starro thing, they're like, we bought you a new pet. <laughs> Put this thing on your face, buddy. You'll love it. Yeah, and this ends up being like a global takeover. There's part where they, like, Martian Manhunter, Batman, Aquaman, and the Flash all stayed up top, like, in the real world. And, like, there's literally, like, these Starros just appearing. Like, yeah. one of them just appears over Nova Scotia and just, like, boom, like, the size of half of Canada. Yeah. Yeah, and then the se- the second issue opens up with Aquaman uh, diving down in the ocean, and then he he like thinks that the seabed is like shifting or moving, oh, that's and then cool he moment. realizes that it's just the thing opening its eye. Oh, and blinking, yeah, yeah. Poof, it <laughs> just like, blinked. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that part was awesome. Yeah, just the like the sheer scale of it. That was a good art moment. Oh yeah. Oh, we should also mention uh, Orion and uh, Big Barda are also kind of on the team. Yeah, in, they, in they pop in and out. They pop in and out, yeah, because, I mean, they're new gods. They're pretty busy. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is cool when they show up, because I think Orion, Barda, and, like, Mr. Miracle are all really underused characters. Yeah, for sure. So that's the one time okay. we have. that's what I was going to add. That is Mr. Miracle, right? That shows up later on? Later on? I don't think Mr. Miracle shows up, but maybe. I'll, well, I'll scroll through it. Okay. Well, Mr. I'll, Miracle's I'll... the one with, like, the yellow and red suit with, like, the collared cape. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so he does. Show, I, I think thing. so. Yeah, it's, okay. so, it's literally for like two pages. It's Barda's yeah. husband, so it makes sense if he showed up like gotcha. for a second. Yeah, because yeah, I didn't recognize the, that like um, drawing of him because I I didn't recognize. Does he always have the super high collar? That's the standard look. Yeah, the okay. one the one you're used to in Seven Soldiers is different. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. But yeah, the collar is the Kirby look. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, and in Final Crisis, he's like a person. So like you would, I guess you haven't experienced his actual costume yet. <laughs> yeah, and in Seven Soldiers, it's like pre him becoming like a new god. Right. So, yeah. 
But I, I just love this, like, uh, the, the thing Orion. I don't know what people call it. I, I should know this. But, like, the thing Orion flies around in, like, his fucking, like, scooter thing. I, I know. That's dope. I feel like there's a word for that, but oh, I no, can't Oh, no, there 100% it. is. I'm just drawing a <laughs> blank right now. Because uh, he has that. Mr. Miracle has, like, these discs he flies around on. Yeah. And, like, throws at people. Yeah, I love that, too. The, the Black Racer has skis. <laughs> Honestly, as campy as that is, I love it. Right. Jack Kirby was like, wait, I can't bring the Silver Surfer with me. I'll make a new one. <laughs> yeah. You got a, a Silver Surfer. You can have the Black Skier. Hear me out. A herald of death that flies through space. Right. Wait, he's got the poles, right? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've, I've definitely seen uh, like pictures of that, but I've never like read anything on him. He, he goes around on a surfboard. Wait, Jack, you can't do that. You did that one. Or, oh, yeah. He flies around on skis. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. But as cool as Orion's, like, arrival is in this, he kind of just shows up, like, boom tubes in, he's like, I'm Orion, bang, 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 bang and then yeah. gets bodied. Just tries to do, like, the big booms, and then, like, the thing just puts on this uh, security system and just, like, freaking blasts <laughs> him into space. It's like, oh, that's a son of Darkseid. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's a bad sign. Uh, so, yeah, this this issue was, uh, or these two issues were, were pretty good. I thought the opening was, like, a little bit stronger than, like, the way it all kind of wrapped up. Yeah. Because they do, like, they inspire the kid with, like, the Superman stuff, which was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. But then at the end, they kind of just, like, punch their way out of it. And then uh, the yeah. Sandman's like, I will defeat you because I'm the fucking Sandman. And I'm like, that makes sense. Yeah, but also, like, eh, all right. Dream over. And it's like, yep, all right. <laughs> like, I buy it, but also. <laughs> I mean, it's a two-issue story, so it's fine. Yeah, yeah. I had to wrap it up. It's a, it's a cool little, like, you know, uh, in-between kind of arc. Yeah, the ending is cool because the uh, the dude who was the there the kid in the dream actually is like an older guy in real in real life, and he walks away with like a hat full of gold. Oh right, and he's like the only one who sees Sandman. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like no one's ever gonna believe him, but he knows. Uh, but the the dude like the the second epilogue here where you see Starro and it zooms in and uh, Daniel's just kind of made like a, a necklace of all the Starros and just put them in like a chest, and like uh, there's just like a line. It's like there's always someone bigger than you are. And so it just shows, like, the Sandman just with all these collections of, like, the once powerful Starro and, like, a bunch of other stuff. Yeah, it's there- got him in, like, a goldfish tank. Yeah, there's some stuff in there from, I think, the, uh... I was gonna say, is that a skull with, like, mouth in the eye with, holes? With, like, teeth for eyes? Yeah. yeah. And, like, some <laughs> kind of, like, shadow creature with a bunch of teeth? Yeah. Interesting. So, yeah. He's got some stuff there. Yeah. Yeah, and then Hippolyta announces that she was going to leave, and it's like every time she shows up in this book, I'm like, that's Hippolyta? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, Diana's back. Oh, see ya. Like, I think Grant Morrison intentionally, like, didn't use Hippolyta that much, just so that way you... It didn't have to come up. people could just kind of forget that it's Hippolyta. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Because it's probably one of those things where Grant Morrison was told, hey, Diana got killed off in her book, so... And Grant Morrison was like... Well, I don't want to stop using Wonder Woman. It's like the one woman on the team. Yeah, for uh, real, though. It's her mom now. Yeah. <laughs> and she wears the same costume and looks exactly the yeah, same. Yeah, basically the exact same thing, just different name. Because the, by the face, this is maybe the artist like could have done more, but like from the art, I cannot tell. You cannot tell. tell. They yeah. are the exact same person. If they didn't bring it up, you wouldn't know. Well, Hippolyta wears like a skirt, which is like the only way I'm able to tell. Oh, okay. And in fact, I didn't. even though they said Hippolyta once, I still kind of thought it was Diana. Like I was like, okay, she, that must have been last issue. That's what I thought, because they bring it up one issue, and then it doesn't come up for like a few after that and it's like okay where did they switch right. it all like at what point was what <laughs> and then uh, when diana person... shows up again i'm like oh okay <laughs> that explains why they weren't talking i thought you had been here and uh this arc kind of ends like a lot of these i'm noticing a lot of these arcs end uh in this jla book which is an evil justice league is here <laughs> <laughs> right it's another new that's one that's the third time it's happened in this book oh yeah <laughs> uh this one i i did like um i i started out being a little iffy on it but when it wrapped up i liked it a lot actually for sure like, yeah. the last couple issues really tied it uh brought it home yeah we get some steel action too yep yeah the team is much expanded in this arc we got uh, uh steel azoriel still there plastic man's a, a full part of the team now so is huntress 
Um, Oracle yeah, shows up occasionally. Plastic Man's definitely the wild card. Yeah, Plastic Man's a weirdo. I do not know much about him. There's not much to know other than he's stretchy and he's weird. Uh, like, has he been in a lot of stuff? Oh yeah, he's been around forever. Okay. Um, the thing is though, DC has two stretchy people. There's yeah. the elongated man <laughs> and there's the plastic man, and they're both actually like pretty good characters, so it's tough. Yeah, so and you... there's kind of an established one on the other side too, so it's like oh, right. Yeah. Well, that's the more famous <laughs> one, but yeah. Yeah, totally. But the thing is, like, DC has these two characters: plastic man and elongated man. But people love them both. So elongated that... man could be the worst name. It is the worst name. <laughs> but he's a great detective. Okay. <laughs> At least he's got that. Uh, but yeah, so like I think DC, like ideally they'd want to just get rid of one of them, but they can't because people would be so mad. Yeah, yeah, for <laughs> sure. Um, but this one starts out, it's like, it, I think it starts out with like, it's really hard to figure out like where the pieces are going together because it starts out with this mission of like this like kind of minor like D-list Justice League villain called the Shaggy Man, mm-hmm. which is basically just like Furry Hulk. When I first um, read that, I just, I read it as like the Shaggy Dog, <laughs> <laughs> like Tim Allen. I thought, I thought you were gonna say like Shaggy. <laughs> oh yeah, that too. <laughs> Zoinks! That would have been the better one. <laughs> it's the Scrappy Doo Man. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so this uh, basically evil Justice League shows up, but this one has a little bit of a different twist. This one isn't created by Lex Luthor or like aliens or anything. This was one seemingly created by the uh, U.S. government. Yeah, it's like, kind of like the boys. Sp- yeah, a little bit. Like it's actually a lot like the boys. Yeah, um, where like the government has like the, their own kind of Justice League, and they're like these are the best, hoorah! Yep. Um, except these ones are kind of like uh, being mind controlled a little bit. Yeah, because they they sell a pitch that like they were it's kind of almost Fantastic Fourie. Yeah. It's like they went on a space mission and hit some weird radiation, and now they're special. But right. it, the, but later on, you find that out or, it's that origin different. gets used a lot. Oh yeah, it's, I'll it, tell you. <laughs> it's pretty standard. Yeah, it's like anytime you need like a mysterious origin for a throwaway character, <laughs> they were an astronaut in space. Get it? <laughs> <laughs> All that radiation. One of them was kind of big. You know what that radiation does? <laughs> yeah, they basically like walk through like a stargate and get Fantastic Four powers. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it starts out kind of strange because it's like they go and like, you know, uh, they're going to get the shaggy man. And you're like, oh, OK, sure. Like, why? Also, OK. Yeah. Um, it makes I, sense at the end. But yeah. And I'm assuming that's not like a staple villain. No. Yeah. Because no, no, no. I, de- I had never I had never heard of it. And like no. Steel builds it up. and He's like, it, it's an indestructible force. It cannot be defeated. So they literally just have to put it in a freaking cell and like lock it away because they right. can't they can't defeat it yeah that's that's shaggy man's thing is it's not like a super smart enemy or yeah. like someone who's particularly hard to defeat but they are indestructible or like yeah. unbeatable technically so it's like you got to be clever with it gotcha and then yeah big barda oh yeah you're right mr miracle does show up here i just i see it now it's he's talking to his brother yeah uh his uh i guess no, not really his brother but kind of like a stepbrother at this point i don't know because our barda and uh orion no, they're not related. Oh, okay. No, Barda is from Apocalypse. Oh, gotcha. That, that's she's married to uh, to Mister Miracle because they met on Apocalypse and then broke free together. Oh, gotcha. Uh, Orion is Darkseid's son, but was, was grew up in uh, uh, New Genesis because they did like a sun swap, like a ward medieval yeah, yeah. ward thing. I see. Um, so Orion grew up as like an evil son, but in a noble place, and uh, Mister Miracle grew up as like this innocent kid in fucking hell. So. <laughs> Being raised by Granny Goodness. Yeah, that's uh, that's a big contrast. Uh, but Grant Morrison is one of the the very few people who I trust to write like New God stuff. So I like that you know Orion and Barda and Mister Miracle kind of get to do stuff. Oh, for sure. Yeah, Mister Miracle in the Seven Soldiers series was like one of the like high points for sure. Nice. I got to read that for sure. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so yeah, so the uh, the bad guys capture the uh, the Shaggy Man and uh, the 
evil Justice League attacks, and the uh, Justice League has to try to take them out. There's some interesting parts in this where uh, one part that I thought was was pretty interesting was the uh, the these uh, like you know military guys are shooting like machine guns down and firing at Zoriel as he flies around. Oh yeah, and there's a funny line here that I thought. Uh, was a good tie-in to add in here where the uh, the army sergeant who's, like, directing these soldiers is, like, on the phone with uh, the general. And uh, he's like, sir, we're firing on the angel. Some of our men are religious. <laughs> <laughs> they don't quite know how to feel about that. <laughs> and the general, like, just with quick thinking, he's like, our intelligence says the angel wears mortal flesh, which makes him fallen. Tell, tell that to your Bible Belt boys. <laughs> yeah. You remember that other fallen angel, right? Lucifer? Right. Tell him they're doing it for God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. God and country, whatever else you need. Mm-hmm. Whatever you got to tell him to make him kill. <laughs> and then after that, we have uh, the general who there's a, a kind of a setup part here where he kind of lets, he's like, tell, tell him everything's fine with like a gun to his head. So like, I think at first my thought was like this yeah. general has like done something he really regrets and now he's just ending it. Yeah. Um, but that ends up not being the case. There's a, they actually twist on the twist there. Oh, yeah. Uh, one part that I did like is while Superman and Wonder Woman and Barda are all fighting this evil Justice League, uh, Batman, Huntress, and uh, the Plastic Man are kind of sneaking into that general's facility. <laughs> oh, yeah, this part was great. Oh, yeah, and Plastic Man, like, straight up turns into a xenomorph for one panel, which I thought was cool. Oh, yeah. And then later on, like, turns himself into, like, the army sergeant to, like, drill out the dude and then just, like, <laughs> knock him out. Yeah, he just, like, his suit looks red because his body's just, like, oh, oh we're, we're experiment experimenting with this uh, new experimental drug, and, and if you you're not seeing like my suit in red then that means you're some sissy like what do you see soldier <laughs> what are you some kind of communist <laughs> yeah it literally calls him a communist yeah <laughs> and batman was like what's all that he's like oh you gotta you gotta speak to uh speak their language to yeah. them or they won't hear you get like, down to their level you know what that's, i like that line at the end oh, at yeah. first he's like plastic man what are you doing he's like i gotta talk their language i'm like i get it yeah it's a solid plan <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we see uh, General Ailing is uh, just sitting slumped over in his chair after like shooting himself in the head. Uh, and we find out the reason why is not because he was killing himself. He was putting his mind in another body, yep. which we find out was why they had the Shaggy Man. Yep. Uh, he saw that as kind of like his ultimate kind of form. Uh, thinking he could like get rid of the dumb parts, put his own head in there, and then all of a sudden you got a perfect thing. Yeah, put your mind in an in indestructible body. Right, you're good to go. Um, and oh, there's a really a couple of really good Superman parts in this uh, la these last couple issues that I like. Um, there's one where um, you know, Green Lantern, Aquaman, Flash, Oriole, Wonder Woman, Parta, they all had just had that big fight with uh, the Ultramarines. Yep, and they're all kind of just like you know binding their wounds, kind of just like Kyle's just puking his guts out. <laughs> yeah, it's like I'm puking up stuff I ate in second grade. <laughs> um, but there's a really good part where Arthur goes to Superman like they're the only two who are kind of just like you know already ready to go and uh, Aquaman's like you know Superman we have minutes to prepare for the next next attack are you listening to me like Superman and he's like quiet I'm listening mm -hmm. like miles away I'm, I'm listening and I'm watching and oh shit Batman's in trouble yep. yeah he's <laughs> like they're all gonna die yeah yeah and he actually ends up like x-ray seeing through the ultramarines like DNA and notices that they're like Basically, whatever experiment that they did to them to give them the powers is, like, decaying their cells. Right. So, like, they only have, like, weeks to live and they don't even know it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, those are really cool Superman moments. And I think the writing Superman is tough because you got to remember all these things he can do. Yeah. But if you remember them, then all of a sudden you can have those moments where it's like, oh, shit, he can do that. He, he can just fucking recon the team from miles away. That's dope. Yeah, I love that. Uh, the guest artist on this is Mark uh, Pajarillo, who is the guest penciler. And we also have guest inks by Walden Wong. 
and colors by oh this is the same colorist actually Pat Pat Gary okay um yeah some must have been like the way the pencils are different well, the inks but... uh for that kind of look I think the inks make a big difference oh definitely too. for sure the inks are like the thick black lines I think yep. that's a big part of it oh yeah you're totally right um so yeah we do have uh and the, and the artist art's good on this arc I, I really liked it yeah it, it's a very noticeable difference yep. Um, and like the plastic band stuff is always great. That's probably not an easy thing to draw. Like the, all oh, the plastic not. band transformations, but those always look really good. Yep. Um, there's a really, really good page that I like from Superman where the ultramarines are kind of marching with the soldiers, um, you know, to go after the justice league and Superman just kind of goes ahead of everyone and tries to stop them and just kind of stands in front of them. Just, you know, just trying to talk. And, uh, the soldiers like company halts and Superman just stands there. He's like, now listen, tell your men, like, I know you all know who I am. Yeah. Like, I know you don't want to fight me probably, but just listen. And then the soldiers like take aim. And then Superman's like, just let me speak for a moment. Please. Yeah. Just one final plea. Yeah. He's like, just let me speak, please. And the soldier and the, the sergeant's like fire at will. Yeah. And there's a panel <laughs> of just Superman looking down, just disappointed while all these bullets just hit him. Yeah. Like um, what, what do they think was going to happen? That's kind of what I'm wondering. Cause there's a part here too, where like if they're, if they're following orders and they just feel like they got to empty their clips. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. The, the soldiers here act like they've never seen Superman before. <laughs> yeah. There's at least a handful that are like, he's not going down. It's like, yeah, Holy buddy. crap. We can't do this. I can't. <laughs> I can't believe it. The bullets bounce off his chest. <laughs> you can't believe it. What the fuck? <laughs> well, and then finally one dude's like, what the hell are we doing? Like, what do you want us to do next, though? Mother Teresa in a gas chamber? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, we are literally shooting Superman. We are the bad guys. Right. Are we the baddies? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I like that moment where Superman's basically just telling you, yeah, like, taking orders is not an excuse. Yeah. Like, you all are responsible for your own actions. Just stop. Yeah. <laughs> Fire. Realize what you're doing yeah. makes no sense. Just say no. <laughs> uh, and like you said, yes, yeah, Superman can kind of see that they've kind of been manipulated, like in their cells, like in their brain energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they all, they all kind of like slowly, one by one, kind of start to like realize what's happening. Just dunk, dunk. And uh, and the, the leader, the one with like the Cyclops eye, who I'm pretty sure is a Cyclops reference, because his name is Scott and he has a single gonna, eye. It's got to be. That's a Cyclops <laughs> reference. Um, And so like they're kind of like... Uh, General Ailing, I think we need to have a talk. I don't know if we have the whole story here. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Request for briefing. And at that point, General Ailing's like, I don't care. I got what I wanted. I'm, I'm the Hulk now. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he may, like he's telling him, like, you know, none of you guys can beat me. Like, the Shaggy Man is literally unbeatable. That's like He doesn't have a lot of things, but that's his one thing. Yeah, that's the point. <laughs> right. And uh, Batman's whole plan here is he's not going to beat him. He doesn't think that's going to work. But he says, like, the, the Shaggy Man was practically mindless, like, territorial, primitive, poor at processing new information. Uh, and, like, and he even tells him, like, I bet you right now you're struggling to think of anything right now. Mm-hmm. Like, it's probably taking all of your willpower to even talk to me right now. Yeah, finding any kind of new thought. Right, and you can see, like, the look on his face of just kind of, uh, you might be right. Yep. Yeah, literally just, like, lulls him into, like, a, a steady hypnosis. Right. Which is kind of but, a Batman thing to do. Oh, f- definitely. Yeah. But then Superman kind of fucks it up. I yeah. mean, with good intention. They didn't know. <laughs> yeah. Batman's like, Batman I'm doing a thing. pissed. He's like, Superman, I almost had him. What the hell? <laughs> he was pretty close. Right. That's the thing, though. Superman could have heard. Yeah, you'd think. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he was in a rush to save his friend. He was. He was. Uh, and then, yeah, with the whole team there, uh, and, you know, with his mind kind of, like, starting to lose it, they're able to beat him, just like they beat the Shaggy Man a hundred times before. And Superman tells him, like, I'm sorry, but, you know, there's nowhere safe we're going to be able to keep you here, so we're about to Phantom Zone your ass. Yeah. <laughs> and that doesn't quite put him in the Phantom Zone, but puts him on an asteroid in, like, past Mars. Yeah. Like, literally just standing on a pillar. Middle of nowhere. So I'm assuming he doesn't need, like, food or water, which would make sense, but still. <laughs> or oxygen. Yeah, that's a, that's a rough one. 
Yeah, I love how the last few panels of him, it's he, there's like text bubbles and he's like screaming, but there's no letters. That was a good touch. There's no sound in space. Yeah, that was a really good touch to just show like, you know, trying to scream. Yeah. I don't think I've seen that as a tactic before, but that's, really, that's a really smart way to do that. Yeah, I love that. Uh, there's a, so the, the Ultramarines break free, but it does end on kind of an ominous epilogue where they break free, but then they go to the president who is just straight up Bill Clinton. Like they didn't even try to make up a fake president. <laughs> yeah, and like the earlier issue... Uh, the, they, art- they, they the artist, yeah, just kind of shadows. That's the usually face what out. they do. Yeah, for sure. It's like they'll just be like the president. Yeah, but this, <laughs> this one's literally Bill Clinton, right? <laughs> <laughs> Which I mean, I, I'm I'm always for like the, the shadow president way of doing it. If you're gonna have the president in a story, I don't need you to make it real like that. Oh yeah, I don't need Superman in the Oval Office like meeting with Trump. Or, <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, not that that ever happened, but just one really <laughs> terrible example of how that could go. <laughs> yeah, I'm shocked. Like. W. Bush or anyone never showed up in any comics. Oh no, they had to have. I'm 100 percent sure they had to have. I've, I've seen Obama a number of times. Oh I've seen really? Bill okay. Oh yeah, it happens more often. Oh, than I, I think. suppose. Yeah. I guess I got to sign off. It on happens it, but... all the time. It happened all the time with Reagan. Um, oh man. And Nixon. Yeah, yeah. And Nixon obviously showed up, but that was more kind of. They a, were usually more that was villains. More of a parody. Yeah. yeah. Right. Oh, but yeah, it, it ends on kind of an ominous epilogue where they're like, we'll go free and we'll do everything you can't, Superman. Like, uh, what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna you know. go start our own country for super people and call it Superbia. Oh, that doesn't okay. And, uh, I mean, keep it in line. We're a sovereign nation, and we make our own rules, and we definitely won't be a fucking fascist dictatorship. <laughs> yeah, definitely nothing to worry about. Right? I think uh, someone even like calls that. Oh, Aquaman calls that out. He's like superbia, more like fascistopolis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's perfect. And he's line. like, I've lived for too long. <laughs> right? Honestly, though. Uh, but on that team, though, the, this, the one thing that kind of makes it seem like not super, super ominous is the fact that there are some new faces on there that are actually recognizable. The most recognizable being Vixen, who is like a trustworthy character. Like Vixen's like a main Justice League person. Okay. So like the fact that she's on the team makes it a little bit better. Okay. But correct me if I'm wrong. Did you read the, uh, it was one of the stories we skipped. We didn't talk about it. But did you read the arc with like Prometheus? Yes. Like, okay. Yeah. Where he's like the basically evil Batman. Yep. He's on this team. I noticed that. Yeah, like that's not good. That was kind of that's a quick turnover. Yeah, no, he was very bad. Yeah, he, yeah, that's uh, how do you forgive him already? <laughs> also, we didn't talk about it, but I hated Prometheus. Yeah, Prometheus kind of sucks. I, yeah, it's not. His costume is so bad. <laughs> that's probably the worst part. That's honestly, it is the worst part. But the rest of it's not great. No, no, because it's basically just like all the parts that people like always say they hate about Batman, where it's like I have a tool for every gadget. Yep. I'll kill every god because of all some weird plot stuff I just made up. <laughs> yeah. Did you know about this weird acid called boogity boogity boo? Yeah, it's if the you throw one it on thing. Superman, he dies. Yeah, the one thing that can win. Right. It's like me is like when I'm dungeon mastering a fucking D and D game. Like, did you know there was the sword that is the one sword that can beat him? Cool. <laughs> Too bad you didn't find it. <laughs> So it's like that to me. That's what Prometheus is. There's not a lot of character there. It's just I have the cool. It's gadget. pretty. It's pretty gimmicky. I had prep time. Yeah, he's like the, <laughs> he's like the perfect character for like everyone who loves those like who would win arguments. Oh, which absolutely. Which is just not my jam. No, <laughs> definitely not. Uh, but then it sets up for the next arc, the Hour Man that we saw back a couple arcs ago when Superman and and uh, Green Lantern. Or no, it was Green Lantern and Aquaman went to the distant future. Yep. They met like a, a really old Hour Man, um, and he kind of shows up again. And it's really cheesy. He shows up and, like, announces the time, which I, I get he's our man. Yeah. <laughs> Is he fucking uh, Google Home? Right. It's like <laughs> local local time, time, 545 EST. <laughs> I see he prefers the EST. <laughs> I'm from New York. <laughs> Gotta know it. I'm a god, but I still measure time in EST. <laughs> And he mentions, like, is Captain, Marvel he- is Captain Marvel here yet? We're about to face an invasion from the fifth dimension. And surely that's going to be the next arc. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, the next page sets up for another thing, which I actually didn't know. This must. There's a character who uh, is in the JSA called. Uh, this is who we meet at the end, Jakeem. Yeah. He uh, he finds like a magic genie lamp. Basically, I might be spoiling some things for the next arc, just because this is well known at this point. Um, well, isn't he in Final Crisis too? He is. Yes. Yeah. So you actually you've met you've met Jakeem. Yeah, then. for sure. Yeah, he's he's a legacy character. He's taking over for the original. Um, uh, whoever had the genie, I can't remember his yeah. superhero name. I know Jakeem better than I know him because yeah, he's yeah. really old school. Yep. Um, but basically, his powers is he has a genie for a friend, which pretty powerful. Yeah. So you just make a wish and it happens. Oh yeah. Um. So that so I didn't realize Grant Morrison must have uh must have created Jakeem because that this definitely seems like his first appearance. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. And I want to say that uh they show up in Seven Soldiers too, but I might be. I mean, it would make that. sense now that I know it's a Morrison creation. Oh, for sure. Because um, they were in, like, a Doomsday Clock. Oh, that's where else we saw them as Doomsday Clock. Oh, yeah. Yep. I think that's what I was thinking of. Yeah. But don't read that one, yeah, though. Yeah, don't read that one. <laughs> Spoilers, we hated that fucking comic. Yeah, it's not good. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's where we'll pick up next week. There's uh, going to be an arc called uh, The Crisis of the Five, I think. And uh, there's, we're just skipping the next couple issues because Mark Miller takes over and meh. Yeah. Um, but we're going to start with uh, next week the uh, the arc Crisis of the Five, which looks like it has some of the JSA members in it. Shazam looks like he's in it. Oh, cool. Uh, and then there's going to be an arc after that called World War Three, which closes out uh, Grant Morrison's time on JLA. So we'll be able to finish it uh, next week. Gotcha. With those two stories. So far, I, I think I, I like this book enough. I think the it's not my favorite Grant Morrison book. You can kind of tell that they're... Uh, still improving on some things as a writer, uh, yeah, even yep. in this book. Yep. Um, but there's a lot in here that I think uh, is definitely you know worth, uh, especially Rock of Ages and you know some things in this last arc I really liked with all the kind of like uh, the you know the, the whole theme of like you know you shouldn't follow orders because then you will become evil. Yeah. Like for that was sure. pretty much the whole theme of that arc was like all those soldiers like fire emptying their clips at Superman because they were told to. Yeah. So, absolutely. Yeah. So I, I ended up liking that arc a lot more because of like the way they tied that together. So. I'm excited to see how it finishes out. Yeah, it surprised me how much, more so Rock of Ages especially, like how much I'd felt like a precursor of Final Crisis. Right. Like that was like a rough draft, like it felt like. But yep. Obviously not, but like definitely you could tell that they drew, drew things from that. Right. Well, because that's the thing about Rock of Ages is it was, it felt like a Dark Side story, but it kind of wasn't. Yeah, it's like kind Dark of a Side background the, character. Yeah, Dark Side was like the setting. Yeah. To like, to help you beat Lex Luthor. Yep. It was just like Dark Side happened to take over and it kind of, those themes are what they took from Final Crisis though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The whole kind of like dark side is an evil capitalist. Yep. Like those kind of themes are what they brought over to. Yeah, that's final. that's the biggest. That's tone. the bread and butter. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, but yeah, that'll be where we leave it for uh, this week. Uh, like I mentioned, the uh, adaptation that we talked about uh, won't take us too long to talk about. It's just two episodes of the Justice League show, which I'm sure lots no. of people watching this podcast have seen. Oh, yeah. Um, I actually haven't seen a lot of it. I definitely watch a lot in passing back in the day but nothing that really stuck because yeah. okay so dan reba did he direct all of that show uh or I, just a few episodes because because he, he did the animated series the batman animated series and i think uh, a bunch of other yeah batman Beyond. i don't know if the director always stayed the same but he's probably part of those like that rotating crew of like you know the head leadership of that show yeah, i'm guessing yeah, yeah. gotcha because I, I know bruce tim uh paul dinney and then i'm guessing a lot of people i'm i don't know because i didn't really look up the i i don't really look up the creative teams for the adaptations we do a lot of times because there's usually so many people. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. The key grip, I don't know if you guys knew this. but <laughs> <laughs> Who is best boy? <laughs> Who is the best boy? They're the best. <laughs> They're the best. <laughs> but yeah, this is the uh, the first two episodes of season two. So like the Justice League is already a team. They're already doing stuff. Um, this one is going to be all about uh, Apocalypse, Dark Side, uh, and Superman and like 
pretty much is the whole center of it. Yeah, and Orion and New Genesis. Yep. Um, there's some t- some background context for this episode, which might make some parts of it make more sense. Because if you watch this episode, th- these two episodes feature a really, really angry Superman. Yeah, um, for real. Which it seems a little like out of the blue. I'm mean, granted it's Dark Side. Yeah. Oh so yeah. So it's like the, I was gonna the that, God of Evil. <laughs> that's what I drew. The and I don't know how it is in the show, but in in the comics, like are Dark Side and Superman like is that kind of like a long like straining thing? Uh, kind of. Superman. Appeared- like I know you wouldn't say Dark Side is like uh, Superman's like number one like arch, a rogue gallery villain. Yeah, but- not necessarily. But I mean, in fairness, like I to be honest, I don't really ever like a, a Dark Side story where it's like Dark Side is throwing punches. Yeah, he's the and, big punch. Like that's not how you beat Dark Side in my no. book. Um, but that's how the show always does it. In the show, that's kind of who Dark Side is. He's Thanos. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But to be fair, Superman actually did appear in the original New, Go- New Gods run. He's like the only DC character who like is part of that story. Okay. Um, like Superman goes to Apocalypse and like the- he's part of that story. Like to a lesser extent than obviously Orion and Mr. Miracle and all them, but mm-hmm. he's part of it. So if you're going to have a character be involved in all of it, that's the one to choose, I think. Yeah, totally. Yeah, we got a cool Ron Perlman Orion in the show too. Yep, Ron Perlman's <laughs> actually actually in a lot of the DC animated universe, playing a lot of different characters. Oh, really? Yeah, he's in uh, the Superman animated show a ton, playing a lot of characters. Okay, um, cool. Yeah, the voice actors get recycled a lot. Um, yeah, these DC animated shows got like a ton of just like a list like theater actors all the time too. Yep, like fucking like Tim Curry's in a bunch of episodes. <laughs> yeah, um, that's awesome. Yeah, just like really really random shit where you're like, what the hell? How did this happen? <laughs> and of course, you get Kevin Conroy Batman. Which oh yeah, of is course, staple. Yeah, yeah, all, all the classic uh, TV show staples. Uh, um, uh, George Newborn. Yeah, G- George Newborn, and then uh, Susan Eisenberg. Okay. Uh, as Wonder Woman, those are like the three most iconic ones to me. Gotcha. Um, and then I can't remember the 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 voice actor, but whoever plays Wally is also like always the voice I read in my head for Wally. Okay. Um, because I I grew up on this show. This is probably one of the first things that got me into superheroes. Like, I'm sure it would have happened eventually, but this was a really early one. Yeah, yeah. So I was watching this show when I was like six or seven, probably. Yeah, so, yeah I never. I I was more uh watch watching the animated series more because I think that just was on TV more. Yeah. I don't know how often Justice League was on, but uh, well, do you mean like Batman the animated series? Is that yeah. What you're talking about? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Batman was earlier, so it might have yeah, been Yeah, because like, that was 90s. Yeah, no, yeah. Ba- yeah Batman's uh, an older cartoon. Uh, it was, I mean, it kind of like transitioned into su- like Justice League. Oh, but, yeah, because this was 2001. Yeah, Justice League is a little more modern. Gotcha, okay. A little bit, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, that's, it's one of those like really early inf- influences on me where to this day I still read like those voices for those characters. Mm-hmm. Like, like George Newborn is Superman when I read it in my head, and Susan Eisenberg is always going to be Wonder Woman. Yeah, that's uh, cool. And obviously Kevin Conroy, but that goes for everybody. Yeah, I was going to say. If you don't read If Bat- it's not. <laughs> who, whose voice are you reading Batman's voice in? I mean, it's got to be Christian Bale's. <laughs> Where's the trigger? <laughs> that would get really straight. <laughs> Give yourself a he- uh, in- interior headache. Right. I hate the voice I chose. <laughs> Um, but what I, w- I wanted to mention was the reason why we have like such an angry Superman here. Well, I mean, granted, it is it is Dark Side. Superman kind of has a point where it's like uh, maybe like Dark Side needs to die, and they're like, "Oh my God, how could you say that?" Yeah, like, he- he's a god of evil. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, should we trust Dark Side? Like, I-, I think he has good intentions. I think we should trust him, Superman. It's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> This isn't like some dude. This is the god of evil, right? And then once the tables turn, everyone's like, "Oh, thank God, Superman! We knew you'd always like have a backup plan. We knew you wouldn't trust him." It's like I don't, I don't think you guys did. <laughs> so to set up some context, Superman, and uh, when we start this story, is the only one who seems like he has a history with Darkseid. The other ones just kind of know the name. Mm-hmm. Um, 
that's because Darkseid had a really big arc in the Superman animated show, which we talked about the Batman animated series leading into Justice League, but the Superman animated series also had like three really good seasons. It was a fantastic fucking show. Oh yeah, because um, that that was a lot of the same creative team, right? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was Denny and uh, um, and Tim. Bruce Tim. Yeah, yeah yep. same thing. It was a different voice actor playing Superman, but yeah. uh, John Daly still did really good. Okay. Um, and uh, they, there's like a whole dar- a dark side story arc in there where like Orion, sh- it's like where Orion and Superman meet. Uh, Ron Perlman's still playing Orion in that arc. Oh, cool. Um, and then Darkseid shows up, and Darkseid actually like shows up and wins like in the arc and kills Dan Turpin. It's like one of the first like big deaths in that oh, show. Oh, shit. Yeah, and Superman is just like watching on, just like, you fucking monster. <laughs> Damn. Like, oh, shit. Like, yeah, basically just goes in and just kills him. Like, he's like sacrifices himself to save everyone in the city. Wow. And <laughs> so when this moment happens, they don't call that moment out specifically. It's just there for anyone who can recognize it. Okay. Because Batman says, like, oh, I know you have a history, but he doesn't really understand the whole story. Even Batman doesn't understand the whole story because he wasn't there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but only Superman's like, no, he killed like one of my best friends. Like, yeah. this guy is fucking evil. <laughs> yeah. When we can't trust him like an ounce. Right. So, um, so yeah, I think that that now that I have went back and kind of rewatched that show recently, I, I recognized that moment. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, um, I feel like uh, the animated series and the Superman show, and I'm sure this one. There's a lot of moments where things like are like did they keep with continuity with stuff like that, like very like uh, like firmly almost. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, granted, the angry Superman stuff did get old by the end. Like when he's like going when he goes to dark side, he's like, "You're gonna be paced on my fist." I'm like, <laughs> Yeah. That's a little hardcore. He does get a little extreme, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, he gets like a little edgelord, but also this was an early 2000s superhero-like content. We should be grateful this is all it was. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> this yeah. was the worst era for edgelord superheroes, so we should be grateful this is as bad as it got. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, it was mainly like geared towards kids, so they couldn't go way over the top. Right. So, but, but they were trying to be, be as edgy and cool as they could, Yeah, as they were allowed to. Yeah, that was a saving grace <laughs> right. in hindsight. This early 2000s was prime, like, Sin City kind of era, like, fucking yeah. edge spikes and belts on your armor kind of era. Yeah, that's was... new metal, like, edgelord. Yeah, yeah for so, sure. <laughs> so, it made, yeah, I mean, it tied in pretty well with, like, once I had that, because without that background of, like, why Superman hates him so much, I feel like I would have hated it a little bit more. Yeah, I just kind of took it as, like, Superman knows Darkseid, the, like, the best, yeah. and knows what he's about the best. Well, or if you think about it that way, like, like if you, like, know, like, if you understand Darkseid, like, we understand Darkseid, like, kind of, like, the original new gods, like, Grant yeah. Morrison take of, like, it's not an evil alien, it's not yeah. Thanos, yeah. it's fucking the embodiment of evil. Yeah. So, you don't make deals, you don't work out a solution, you don't team up for a little thing. Yeah, you don't, you you don't just, box him. Yeah, no, you don't. <laughs> it's just, they gotta go. Yep. They gotta go. <laughs> Because, I mean, Darkseid's supposed to be, uh, like, a, a stand-in for Hitler. Yeah. So, like, you don't team up with Hitler to no. go beat another enemy. <laughs> yeah. You don't make deals and negotiations. No, you beat the shit out of Hitler and then go after the second guy. <laughs> <laughs> you take care of both problems. Right. So, and Batman pissed me off more than anybody in this in these oh, couple yeah. arcs. He's such a fucking brat in these, in these two. Because he's got a bunch of times where he's like, cry me a river, Clark. Right. <laughs> Come on, man. It's like, really, man, in front of everybody? Well, and there's a part two where, like, um, because the the plot of this is Darkseid shows up at the Justice League Watchtower and tells the team, hey, I need your help. I know you don't want to team up with me because I'm the god of evil, but (laughs) did you know that one of your villains is attacking Apocalypse? It's Brainiac. (laughs) He's fucking up my shit. (laughs) And if you guys are so, uh, so high and mighty and so cool and so peaceful, maybe you could help me out. Yeah, which makes total sense, you know, because he couldn't just take care of Brainiac himself. Oh, no. How could Darkseid ever beat Brainiac? <laughs> so oh, dumb. Yeah. It's a pretty it's a pretty loose trap. And Superman right away is like, no. Like, <laughs> yeah. And uh, and 
Dark Side's like, are you sure? But Apocalypse could be destroyed. And Superman's like, okay, all right, good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but what do your friends think about it? Yeah, and the Justice League, they're like shocked. They're like, Clark, how could you say that? Like, <laughs> that is hell as a planet. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, there's way too many good intentions in this episode. <laughs> And, and Batman's like, forget Superman. We'll help you, Darkseid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Superman. That guy's a dick, right? And no, this is the part that made me the most mad. They, so basically they've now, like Superman's like, we shouldn't do this, but eventually agrees. Okay, I'll go yeah. with what the team wants. I'm just going to be on high alert. Right. I think I'm still right, but we'll go along with it for now. Yeah. And so they split the team. Batman and Wonder Woman go to New Genesis to try to find Orion, mm-hmm. who they think can help. And then the rest of them go to, uh, and keep in mind, Green Lantern and The Flash are not in these arcs. Sometimes they did that. Yeah. Which yep. makes, for a team book, it helps. Because yeah. then you don't have to come up with stuff for them shit. to do. Right. Yeah. Um, so and then those two go to, those three go to Apocalypse. Those two go to uh, New Genesis. There's a part that makes me so... Okay, first of all, I want to talk about a really cringeworthy moment where... <laughs> let me know if, if you picked up on this. You, you remember when Light Ray showed up? He's the guy with like the white shirt. And, and like, he slapped Wonder Woman's ass. Why did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> they they totally tried to brush over it. But, I rewound it because I was like, is that what happened? But the sound effect is totally like the... the and Wonder Woman's reaction yeah. to it. That's totally that's what totally happened. That's totally what happened. Yeah. Why was that in there? I don't... It's it's one of those things where you go back and you see that like a lot of kids shows tried to slide in super under the table like adult references. Well, and that's a Bruce Tim thing too. Like, he is always way too horny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could see that. Hey, but this one is like problematic. I don't, I don't like it. Yeah, like one of them should have instantly just beat oh, the Wonder shit Woman out of him. One of them should have fucking beat the piss out of Light Ray. <laughs> oh my god! And she could have. Yeah, that caught me off guard. I was like, wait, did that just happen? And why did that happen? I don't. It was just and like it's meant to, and she and like it's played off like a, oh you rascal, right? <laughs> because like it, it, and because he flies by, and then you just hear this slapping noise from off screen, and I'm like. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> and then Superman or Wonder Woman's like, hey, how dare you? You're yeah. worse than the Flash. Yep. Which I'm assuming that's a thing. It's, oh, yeah. The Flash, like, he doesn't do stuff like that. I mean, <laughs> yeah. It's not that I remember. Maybe yeah, yeah. I need to rewatch the show. Oh, but doing something and running away. Yeah, he, well, he's usually like the guy who's like, what's up, ladies? Okay. So, yeah, like, yeah. I think that's the comment. Gotcha. But or maybe I need to rewatch it. Maybe he does worse things. Now I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, because it's it's weird too. Because in the context, it's like uh, Wonder Woman has no idea who that is. They're just meeting like now. It's so weird. It's the, literally their first interaction. He's like he just slaps her ass. Yeah, and she's like tag, you're it, and then flies away. And the guy who will do a little chase with. First of all, why is Light Ray even in this? <laughs> That's literally like the only part he has. And then later on, when they have to like evacuate New Genesis, then he like shows up again randomly. So and literally, it. it's just uh, the fucking people whoever whoever wrote this episode was like, <laughs> oh, well, we're in New Genesis. We got to show how much we know about the new gods. We'll yeah. have all the little characters show up, right? And oh, Light Ray. Oh, do I know Light Ray well? If I know how Jack Kirby <laughs> wanted that character to be written, I think he'd show up and slap Wonder Woman on the ass and then fly away, saying, "You're it." Absolutely. Yeah, that's what Jack Kirby always wanted. With that character <laughs> always wanted. Yeah, that was an interesting part. And then Orion shows up. He's like, "Are you threatening Light Ray? Because I'll blow you to bits." Like, yeah, <laughs> right? he's kind of being a dick. He's like, "Dude, let's pump the brakes for a second. Yeah, did you know Light Ray's a fucking creep? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like you should probably wait. What? What did he do? Oh no." <laughs> Light Ray, you piece of shit. We've heard rumors. I was standing up for you, you asshole. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was so fucking weird. Yeah, it, it's really jarring. And then um, the part that happens after that, too, where Batman has a weird moment. Uh, Batman is like, man, ending up here was a mistake. Remind me, if Clark ever comes up with the plan again, hit me. And then I just think to myself, I'm like, this wasn't Clark's idea. He told you guys not to do this. This was your idea. This was all your idea. <laughs> so like, I'm reading that line, or I'm, I'm hearing that line, and I'm like, 
Bruce, <laughs> he was the one person who didn't want to do this. <laughs> I, I, I think Bruce is just projecting. He's trying to get like push the blame off himself. Right. He's like, I had nothing to do with this. <laughs> <laughs> I certainly didn't bring us here. Well, and then later on, like in the big climax, uh, Orion and Darkseid are like battling, and then Superman's like, all right, I got to finish this. Like This has to stop. And yeah. then Bratman comes in like to stop him. Mm-hmm. It's like, what are you doing? <laughs> it's like, dude, like just pick a side and yeah. stay on it. I mean, to be fair, he did save Orion, which... I think it was kind of stupid that Superman didn't give more of a shit about that. But yeah, that seemed like it that's why the taken... ending is the one part I didn't like because I think they were because I think the way they were writing it is not like I think they were going for an effect that I just didn't. They were the effect they were going for was whole, like kids to be like, "Holy shit, Superman's not lame. Yeah. He's badass. Yeah, look at him. He's gonna beat him. I'm, I'm gonna beat you to your pulp on my fist. Yeah, like, he's willing to go the whole mile. Yeah, they were writing this so that way like kids could like could be like, "Whoa, see, Superman's not lame. He's cool. He wants to." <laughs> Beat people to a pulp. Yeah, Superman says no half measures. He doesn't even care about <laughs> Orion. He's gonna kill. And I'm like, yeah, it, it makes him a little bloodthirsty. Yeah, I mean, I, I, to be granted, it's dark side, so I don't really care. But also, the way he talks about it and acts, it just makes it weird. Yeah, it, it's yeah, it's a little. Because uh, Superman there. wanting to kill Dark Side, I'm I'm like sure, I don't care. Yeah, but like wanting to fucking like. I'm gonna make you pigs. It makes me feel good. <laughs> yeah, when he's taking like revelry in it, right? It gets that, a little, I'm like, okay, gets a little odd, right? Like I don't need to have a no kill rule when it comes to the god of evil, but no, <laughs> yeah. line. You gotta and, do what you gotta do, and especially when Orion's gonna blow up and you don't care. Like, yeah, come on, man. <laughs> yeah, that seems like it might take precedent. Right, that's just me. Uh, so yeah, so that's uh, those parts uh, bothered me. Um, yeah, these, these, this story wasn't that good. I don't think this. There's better arcs in the show. Yeah, for sure. The, the, the Brainiac thing was kind of clever, like the, the the constant double crossing, and like there's a cool line where Darkseid, like uh, Brainiac's, like, "You've double crossed me. You you've you know played me for a fool." And Darkseid's like, "Well, yeah." <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, you're kind of an idiot for not expecting that. Like, how did none of you expect that? Was it this easy the whole time? I just have to come to you and say I'm a good guy now. <laughs> yeah, Darkseid basically could have just laid back in a hammock and just watched it all unfold. <laughs> right. Like he almost had to do nothing. Yeah. Um, there's a an, another story uh, in Justice League Unlimited where they come back to Apocalypse, and that one's a little bit better. That one has like Barda and Mister Miracle. It's basically like the oh, Flash cool. by himself ends up on Apocalypse and has to do some stuff. Okay, that episode was a little bit better. Um, but yeah, this one because I, I, I started it out with like Dark Side showing up and like uh, this tie into Superman. I'm like, this is gonna be pretty cool. And then just kept getting weird. And then Batman and Superman were being assholes. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I like this anymore. I will say that uh, Brainiac's like uh, meteor like ship thing. It was really dope. Oh yeah, that's like, pretty cool. Like flying through the tunnels, and it's all just like psychedelic backgrounds and like cool, like just random pictures of different like planets he's been to or oh, consumed. Yeah. Like well, that, those, some of those sequences look cool. Well, that's one thing this show will always have that you can't take away from it is the art. Oh yeah, like for th- sure. This show, this show has incredible art. And like, he, for its time, especially too, like even animation wise. Yeah, like Bruce Tim's a weird fucking dude, but good artist. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, un- undisputably good artist. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, so I think uh, I wonder if I need to watch this show more because this didn't age like I thought it would. Yeah, it's been a while. I mean, it, like I enjoyed it. It was yeah. a, it was a decent watch, but it's like fine. But yeah, also there's parts where I'm like, why no? Yeah, there's a but lot no. of parts that where they seem pretty out there. But yeah. yeah, and like a lot more like out there than I remembered. Right. Uh, yeah, I think Justice League Unlimited just off the top of my head ages a little bit better. Because when was that? That was like it was 2000... right after. Okay. Because this show only went for two seasons. Yeah, yeah. And then it was Justice League Unlimited with like a big rotating cast, but basically the same show. Was there like a break in between, or did they just kind of relaunch it? Uh, I think like... it was just a relaunch. Gotcha. I think it, I think they canceled Justice League so they could do Justice League oh, okay. Unlimited. Gotcha. So it was like they wanted to have a big rotating roster. Yeah, yeah. Um, with like a different cast every episode. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So I, 
I think I think we'll come back to this at some point and try to find uh, some whenever there's something relevant and there's not another adaptation to do. It's a good one to plug in, I think. Yeah. Um. There's lots of there's, like I said, there's two seasons of this and three seasons of Unlimited. But yeah, so I'm trying to think what we should do next week. I, yeah. I know we left it open if anyone wants to send us something on Twitter, but otherwise we'll find another arc from this, I think. Yeah, probably. Um, or maybe Unlimited. One yeah, or two. maybe Unlimited, or honestly, maybe an uh, animated movie, or maybe something oh, from Young yeah. Justice, or who knows. Yeah, true. Um, that'd be less on, unless there was like an episode that was all about the Justice League. Yeah. I don't know. We'll have to see also what the arcs are about. Oh, yeah, the next, sure. I know the one that we're going to talk about next week is like the Justice Society, so maybe there's something they could do with that. Okay. Uh, but we'll find out. We'll gotcha. see. If you, and again, if you have a suggestion for what you would like us to read or watch, mm-hmm. uh, leave us leave us a thing over on uh, Twitter, at Agents of Podcast. If you follow us, we usually do follow you back. Although I will uh, double check your profile and make, your, make sure you're not some piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. So if I follow you and then I immediately unfollow you, that's a bad sign, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Take some inventory. Mm-hmm. And listen, I, I don't have high standards. Just don't be a fucking alt-right piece of yeah, shit. just don't be an asshole. <laughs> right. <laughs> There's a, a lot of people who I follow who tweet some pretty weird shit, but they're good people. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, so, yes. Yeah, so, All about the weird. Right. There's one person who I follow who just pretty much just tweets like straight porn on their on their feed. <laughs> it's like half really insightful comic. Dude, Twitter takes... can sneak up on you like that. Because <laughs> like, I don't want to unfollow them because they're clearly a comic book fan who listens to us. And I'm sorry if you're listening to this. Like, oh yeah, t- totally cool. Keep tweeting your porn. I have no problem with. Oh, it. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> no, I'm definitely a fan. But it's just a little like I'm just scrolling through Twitter. I'm like, oh, that's a butt. <laughs> <laughs> right. I re- freaking Jen Bartel. I run of that with a lot. Like all her like uh, thirsty oh. Tifa drawings. Oh it's yeah. Like, oh, why are you doing this to me? <laughs> Hi, I'm at work. <laughs> All of her fucking like, Final <laughs> Fantasy fan art. Yeah. Right, yeah, she loves that. <laughs> uh, but you know what? We support it. Oh, absolutely. We support all of it. Hell yeah. So uh, if you want to follow us, that is where we are. Or if you want to follow our podcast, you know where to find that. That was a stupid thing for me to call out. Yeah. I'd hopefully. Where is this podcast that I'm listening to? Where can I possibly find it? Where can I find some of these episodes? Uh, no, but that's a sign that this episode should be over. I've run out of things to talk about. Oh, yeah. That was my last thing that I can talk about. So <laughs> the end. Goodbye. See you next week. <laughs>